today, Texas implements a mask mandate right before Independence Day, and the mainstream media covers Trump's Mount Rushmore speech as dark and divisive. But was it really? We will get into it. We've got a lot coming up, and it starts right now. Happy Monday. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Blaze TV's own Elijah Schaefer, host of Slightly Offensive here on Blaze TV. Thanks for being here. Yeah, I'm here to actually uh, probably bring a little more controversy to the show today. But I would oh. say that, except we have this guy right here. Yes, Eric July, Blaze TV contributor Eric July, yes. who I, I guess I'm in for a real treat. Is that uh, yeah, I got a lot of stuff to talk about today, so it's going to be fun. Are we going to... Yeah. Are we going to keep our video on YouTube or is it going to be? Can't removed, make promises. Or? Can't make promises. Probably well, not. Well, we have a black guy on the show. Oh. And a me- and, wait, Hispanic girl. So at least at least if they call us racist, we have like a first. That's like the first line, right? Yeah, we got street yeah, cred. Yeah, we yeah, have street. It, we yeah. give you street cred. <laughs> yeah, well, they'll, call, they'll say that you're the token yeah, and that you're the whitewashed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and then I'm just the Nazi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so well, we, we figured you out. All right. We already know where you're going to go. Uh, let's get into the mask mandate because I have a little bit of a feeling both of you are going to have a lot to say on this. Uh, Governor Greg Abbott, of course, issued a new statewide mask mandate. Uh, What was this? Thursday, he announced it. Friday, it went into effect, of course, leading right into Independence Day. Now there are some uh, there's some fine print to it. One being that uh, it exempts voting sites and churches. That's very convenient. I didn't realize that the virus known as coronavirus or COVID-19, it's, it is so savvy that it actually skips over you if you are practicing uh, your religion or if you are going to go vote and practicing your civic duty. I had no idea. Yeah, it's like that, I guess. Uh, protests as well, I believe, was on, was on the bottom. It was like gatherings that are approved um, by way of the city of the, or local government yeah the city as long uh, yeah. as the city approves yeah, it so of course we know what that what that reference it doesn't say protests are okay but right. that's what it's basically saying um it also the exemptions include people younger than 10 years old uh people who have medical conditions that prevent them from wearing a mask however it doesn't say how you are able to prove that to stores businesses to wherever you go and uh you know people who are exercising outdoors but other than that, if you are leaving well, your home. But here's the weird part about, about this law is that if you happen to fly two and a half hours west to California, you can catch COVID with, without a mask on in your church if you're singing. Mm-hmm. But that's true. But that's probably just due to the heavy pollution in Southern California, just keeping your, your, your carbon dioxide right there in front of you in like a little bit of like a smog cloud. But <laughs> in, in Texas, Christians are safe. But in New York, they've allowed mosques, some mosques to stay open. So it's the Muslims that, that are free. So I'm really liking this idea that COVID understands religious discrimination at like a very high level. And I just have to say, I've got to give a good big shout out to Texas COVID for of all of all COVID. of all of all COVIDs for being the most tolerant of Christians. It's good for me. I was able to go to church on Sunday night. I mean, of all places, we could expect that from Texas. Uh, but in all seriousness, you know, Abbott came out. He issued this 
I don't know, just mere weeks after he came out and said mask mandates are there's no point in them. They're unenforceable. We shouldn't be doing them. And then all of a sudden, here we are. Uh, Now, it has been announced that at least 12 Texas counties will not enforce the governor's face mask mandate. That's no surprise there. Uh, But, Eric, I'm going to let you go ahead and and, uh, go off on this. Get him. Get him. Get Abbott right now. Oh, man. Uh, I've obviously been grilling Abbott on this entire really this entire ordeal when it comes to the virus when there was a time when he should have stood his ground he didn't stand his ground um and he went through with the lockdowns now we're slowing up on their sort of uh reopenings having all of these rules in in place and it's completely arbitrary as far as what when it's going to be okay to resume the, at least some sort of normalcy. Mm-hmm. And when we look at how viruses work in general, none of this makes sense, what they will allow us to do versus what they won't allow us to do. I know we joke about it, but it's not woke of it. It, it is COVID and it, it, it works like any other virus and it does not discriminate in terms of where you're at or who you're with or anything like that. Yet what we've done is we sort of, I don't know, it, it, we forced a bunch of people out of work. That's the first thing that really gets me going mm-hmm. is that we forced so many people out of work and we're continuously kicking this can down the road. And nobody can ever seem to tell me what are we looking for? Right. What exactly are we looking for? Well, there was a benchmark. It was called flattening the curve. Yeah, and then yeah, correct. <laughs> and then it moved to, oh, well, look at the deaths. And then it moved to, well, look at the cases. That's pretty much all we're talking about now. Yeah. There's a rise in cases as the deaths go down, right? It's, a, it's this big rise, rise in cases. It's like, dude, if, the, if we go off the original goalposts, what are we doing here? Well, it's never assumed that nobody would die or nobody would absolutely catch the virus. In fact, it should be assumed the opposite if you're reopening. Right. right? If you know that the virus is still out there and you're letting people intermingle again, right. you should expect that the cases would rise. Right. But that, who cares about logic or anything <laughs> like that? One of the countries that we've pointed to, um, because they did the opposite of everybody, for whatever reason, everybody keeps focusing on their deaths and the surrounding countries, and that's Sweden. Mm. But as we know, and as we've heard, and I got an interview, I'm going to be interviewing a guy tomorrow from Sweden, he's an American in Sweden. They haven't shut anything down. They have some some sort of rules, but it's not like certainly to the degree that we have here. They're going for immediate herd immunity, right? Regulation, which is just more like if you run a, a restaurant and you know there's a global pandemic going on, you're probably just going to take some precautions. Yeah, right? exactly. It's, it's, it's bare basic stuff. And despite their deaths or what have you, they kind of ended up with the same issue that we had out here, breaking out in nursing homes and so forth. They don't have overwhelmed hospitals. That was where the original goalpost was at. Unfortunately, we moved from it and now we're trying to eradicate the virus and now we don't want anybody to catch it, which is such a silly thing to assume considering how this virus works. And if it's as infectious as you guys are saying that it is, there's absolutely no way that we're going to ever get to a point to where nobody gets it. And even if we got to, oh, well, the spread is slowed. Okay, once we reopen, it's going to speed right back up. So what exactly are we doing here aside from just going through the motions? And all it's doing right now, as as we keep seeing more and more data from all across these different countries, Johnny Anitas uh, of Stanford University recently compiled 23 studies uh, from all across the uh, world. All of them had the infected fatality rate for the most part under one Mm -hmm. as in this is why i keep saying we're doing all of this for a virus keep this in mind everybody at home we're doing all this for a virus with a 99 over 99 percent 
survival rate. Mm -hmm. Don't look at the confirmed cases versus the confirmed deaths and the recoveries and so forth. You know that this is a virus that most people are going to get and never have to go to the hospital for. So that tells you that they're not going to go to the hospital and get tested and never come up in a positive case. This is why epidemiologists exist. And when you told me to trust experts and I've been looking into this in so much detail and all the studies pretty much read the same thing is that, yes, there's a there's a particular vulnerable population who does have higher rates in terms of an infected fatality rate. But guys, within our age group and then within our general health status are generally okay and we have shut this economy down we're not forcing people to cover their faces when they go outside for a virus that has a 99 over a 99 survival rate and for whatever reason it seems like we're the only ones that doesn't seem to think that this is crazy even there are republicans such as greg abbott who's getting out there and and and, and i don't know who who he's listening to who's in his ear to where he just folds completely and is like yeah i may have said what i said a couple of weeks ago now i'm going back on that completely everywhere that has over 20 cases which is pretty much every single county that has over 20 cases you guys you have to forcefully, you know, you got to cover your face. Thank God there are sheriffs that are saying, I think that's really the last line of, of defense yes. at this point, that are saying, this is stupid. Denton County, I believe, is actually yes. one of the counties, yes. thank God. Thank which, God. Uh, yeah, which is where that's I'm right. at. Yes, me too. Uh, yeah, you, you're, at, you're <laughs> at too, thankfully. And he's like, dude, I'm not enforcing this. I'm not telling my man to enforce this. This is stupid. Yeah. This is dumb. So this is what I say. For all of you guys who are in Texas that... You feel like you because not everybody's like me, right? I invite confrontation, right? I, I, if you, I please, find that shocking. Please tell, I, tell me if you what? will that you have you an issue. Like a very, very quiet guy with, with me covering my face. <laughs> go ahead and tell me. But if you are one of those guys who's like, look, I don't want confrontation. I just want to go about my life. If you gotta get a mask, don't get one of those regular cloth masks. Get the goofiest mask that you could possibly. <laughs> Get I don't care what a superhero mask, a stormtrooper, Biden for helmet, president. what is that? You get just get a helmet, get get the dumbest possible mask that you could get because I feel like this is stupid. This is stupid, and we're going through the motions. And really, all this is seems to be is just symbolism. Yeah, I, that's a great point, um, Eric. Well, all, all great points. Um, I, I'm wondering what's going through your mind right now, Elijah, because you just moved here from California. And I feel like we've we given like you. California. Yeah, we've since since you have gotten here, <laughs> we've given you the worst representation of what Texas has been like, because you got here yeah. the first weekend was when the Black Lives Matter riots started. And it's yeah. just all been downhill from there. And when I went to go buy fireworks on the 4th of July, I found out that they were illegal in Fort Worth. So uh, it's really interesting that I feel a lot like I'm in Los Angeles because because I go I can't light off fireworks I have to wear a mask you know it just gets really bizarre but I I, I think ultimately speaking the reason why I get the most frustrated is because we are listening to bureaucrats rather than to actual science. And even though people see these experts that have this background in science, ultimately they're bureaucrats. Mm -hmm. And you know, there is, there is not a consensus of how to approach this issue. But I can tell you one thing. People go, well, they had mandatory masks during the Spanish flu. You go, uh, it's, I don't know about you, but I usually don't look to a hundred years ago science <laughs> of how they handled a situation. It's like, they, well, they also just used to amputate people down during right. the Civil War. So every time you get a cut. Lobotomies. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah lobotomies. It's like, and they used to like electroshock no gay people, either, you know? It's like, yeah. hey, your son's gay. And in the 40s, they used to give him shock therapy as long as you shock your son. It's like, I, I don't really look to the past. <laughs> so it, it's, it's really interesting that we aren't just asking ourselves today, why 
Why are we not looking at what's the best way to handle this now? And I've had quite a few family members come down with, with COVID-19. I've seen a lot of people develop signs and symptoms that haven't been tested who just go, why even get tested? And, and unfortunately, and I don't mean to make this personal, but you know, my mom, because of medication, she just died last week and she was, uh, you know, she was on every type of opiate, you know, uh, and just on the drip, everything. So she wasn't herself. She used to be a very fierce and strong woman, but she got demoralized from the, 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 the medication. Yeah. And I remember she was hyper afraid of, of COVID-19 because she was in her, uh, you know, watching TV a lot and stuff and just afraid. And ultimately what's so crazy is that she died last week and then during the day of her funeral, my dad developed COVID-19 symptoms and now he's positive. Oh, and so, so that being said, but he just has like a cold, right? He's just, okay. he just like cough, you got some sniffles. It's just so crazy. And, and that she's a good picture to me that, you know, I couldn't get near her. The doctors wouldn't let me around her. What did she die from? She died from cancer. Um, and wh who got COVID-19? My dad. And what does he have? He has sniffles. Mm -hmm. and, and so to me, it's like, you know, this whole time the doctors are afraid of me being around my mom because she could get COVID-19. Well, she's dead regardless because there's bigger issues out there. There are actual terminal illnesses and things that it's like you can't avoid. And I know they're serious and cancer's very, very serious. But with COVID-19, it's like I have two parents who had both issues. One of them needs to eat soup and the other one's, you know, in, in, in the ground. Right. And so it's like, that's what I'm seeing. That's the development. I'm seeing where a woman, I lost the last months to spend with my mom because, because the doctor said I couldn't touch her. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a hugger wearing a bag around me when I left. And, and it's like, but ultimately speaking, I can go around my dad with a mask on and you go, and that's where the hysteria comes in. It's really affecting and ruining people's lives. And that's what people like Abbott need to realize. Someone like me lost the last few months with my mom because of people like Governor Newsom, um, Gavin Newsom. We call him, we call him, uh, we call him the governor because we always forget it's go he's Governor Gavin. But, <laughs> I but always say that on accident. Yeah, Governor Newsom, but he's Governor <laughs> Governor Gavin Newsom, is these laws really do affect and ruin and change people's lives and businesses and it's affecting people. And I don't mind, I don't mind. Honestly, we wear seatbelts and I always tell people this and those are mandatory and I don't mind mandatory mask laws. I just need studies. And when I yes. hear Dr. Fauci say it's gonna be years until we can find out how effective masks were, I go, BS. I go, you can just do case studies right now. And why don't you go do these studies in three days and find out if you are inherently unable to survive without a mask, then I will support you. Mm -hmm. Because I know that laws that are constitutional are ones that genuinely protect and can save this country. And if you can just show people, Americans love our country. They will just start wearing masks voluntarily and you won't have the opposition, but they don't have those studies because it's not true. And you hear numbers like doctor, my sister's doctor says you have an 85% chance of surviving more with a mask on. According to what study? Right, right. Yeah. I'm just saying, I mean, that's why Abbott, it's like Republicans and Democrats are the same now. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, you'll be proud of this. I'm, I'm unregistering as a Republican wow. over this. I'm not joking. I'm going, I'm not, not voting for Biden, but I can't trust party systems anymore because, because they are not parties of the people. They are not parties of science. They're parties of bureaucracy. And for that, I can't trust them. Yeah. All right. We have got a lot more uh, coming up here. We're just getting started here at the table. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, this segment, Freedom Project Academy. So uh, you may be 
one of the more than 40 percent of American families considering homeschooling this fall because of all of the craziness that we were just talking about right now. You probably don't want your child to uh, have to walk around all day during school wearing a mask, being treated like a prisoner, uh, not being able to go to the cafeteria for lunch, having to eat in their classroom, not being able to play in playgrounds. These are all things that the CDC has recommended, suggested that all of the school districts implement. Well, Freedom Project Academy, you don't have to do that with them. And uh, their deadline is July 17th, so time is running out, so you got to listen up. Freedom Project Academy will help get your children back on track with a live, interactive, online educational experience with students across the country. They can do this from the convenience, the comfort, and the safety of their own home with you. They can receive an accredited classical online education. It's built on Judeo-Christian values, and they go from students K all the way through 12th grade. You can do all of their schooling uh, with Freedom Project Academy, and they teach your kids how to think, not what to think, which is so crucial. I feel like it's what we talk about every day here. The moral of whatever it is, the news stories that we're talking about, is that people are being told what to think, not how to think. Freedom Project Academy will change that. You can go to freedomforschool.com and request your free informational packet. Again, enrollment ends on July 17th. There's not much time left, so you've got to remember to reserve your spot today. It is freedomforschool.com. That is freedomforschool.com. All right, I want to wrap up uh, our talk about what's going on in Texas. I think that there, Elijah, what you said before we went to break was so important about, um, you know, if you want to create a mandate, let's talk about it, but it needs to make sense. It needs to have the science to back it up and it needs to not just be arbitrary designations, such as you need to wear your mask here and here, but not when you sit next to someone in church, which again, I obviously I support uh, freedom of religion. I don't think that wearing a mask in church would somehow trample on that if you're saying that the virus is dangerous enough that you're going to kill everyone if you don't wear a mask, right? Like, you can still be allowed to go to church and do that. It's interesting to me that Abbott decided to uh, kind of uh, tiptoe around not upsetting his religious crowd, his religious constituents, by trying to throw them a bone, I felt like. But there's another there's another issue here, and that is um, the numbers going on at the border, at the Texas border. Now, Mexico is seeing a really big increase in uh positive coronavirus cases. We know that they don't have a great medical system there. I think that right now the, the positive rate is like 53% uh, in Mexico. Oh and they're all crossing, well, not all of them, but they're crossing over the border because we haven't shut that down. So we're shutting down Texas businesses. They're not allowed to open. We're not shutting down the border. And uh, in Hidalgo County, uh, this is the main international border crossing in the Rio Grande Valley. They experienced a 641% increase in cases per 1,000 residents from June 1st to July 2nd. Now, just for comparison's sake, uh, Harris County, which is in Houston, which we've been hearing um, falsely, by yes, the way. Absolutely. We've been hearing that, oh, my gosh, we've got to raise the alarms for Harris County because they're running out of ICU beds. No, they're not. Um, but uh, just for comparison, Harris County experienced a 167% increase, which is in line with the rate of testing going up. Right. So you can you can angle that as, OK, it's quite in line with what the testing shows. 
but Hidalgo County and other places in the Valley, not so. And if you look at uh, the, the number of cases and the increases, it's right in line with all of these border crossings, all of these people crossing in from Mexico into the United States and seeking medical care because they've just gotten the coronavirus. You get banned off PayPal. They just, they, they release it if you are anti-immigration by any means. That's considered an extremist idea and you can get banned for that. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, trying, to sell, I'm trying to sell an armoire right now, so I really don't need to get banned well, off. Well, I'm of just letting you know, tech companies don't want you talking about this. Well, when have we ever done what the tech companies wanted <laughs> us to do? But, you know, you're looking at this and you're like, there's spikes in, in the Texas border counties. There's spikes in Arizona. There's spikes in California. What do all of those places have in common? They're all right there um, where there are people from other countries, primarily Mexico, coming into the country. Why have we not seen a crackdown at the border, but we're seeing a crackdown on Texas businesses? It's arbitrary. That's why. It's because it's just we're going through the motions with everything that it is that we're doing surrounding this virus. It doesn't have to make sense. It's just like it makes people feel good. Yeah, most definitely. It's just like it's the same thing with the protest. Yeah, it's the same exact thing. It's like, well, oh, well, this study found that they actually decreased the 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 rates of positivity and we, yeah. was it weren't they just saying that covid uh disproportionately affects black yeah, people yeah, and like that it's that. racist but then but if you're fighting racial injustice yeah. then it doesn't affect black people it's the secret immunity yeah, it's, i know it, it, i know i'm like no well if, if if black people are more predisposed to having to getting it and having bad reactions to it why are you sending them all out to go protest next the to protests each other. protests were all white people. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> well, that's, that's, that is good, true. That's, a, that's another good point. But no, none of it makes sense. They're not even attempting to make sense. A lot of what we're doing is symbolism, going through the motions, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much all that it is. It has nothing to do with doing anything that's more so rational or connecting the dots. Like, does this make sense? Does this make sense? Is this conducive to doing anything? And nobody can ever really have the answer. This is why they keep shifting the post. Well, it's about the cases, it's about the deaths, it's about this, it's about that. They got to try to lie like they did on Houston, which was a very, very dis. And when you actually look into it, it's crazy how people, how many people ran with that lie. And then the evidence is like right there on a the website. And, you, and they, they just tell you like, oh, we have this amount of be- beds that are going to be available for phase one, two and three. And we got like 2,200 beds right now. 3,100 of them aren't even being used. And you're like, what the? Right. How do people run with this lie? But all of what we're doing is just going through the motions. Now, I'm at the point to where I don't even know how to take the positive case thing. I'm like, is it it may be a positive thing, like maybe it's running through us. Let's get it, get it over with Mm -hmm. uh, and build this sort of herd immunity idea, which is what a lot of other the opposing, not the ones that work for the government, not the scientists that work for the government. The other ones were like, why why are we trying to halt this? We're actually kicking the can uh, down the road. We probably should isolate the, the people that are most vulnerable and everybody else probably should just pass it around because we'll build herd immunity and then we'll be, get over this and we'll be able to see our, our loved ones. So at this point, I don't even know how to take that. Like, is it a positive thing? Because they're not, it's not like they're telling you, right. what are we looking for? This is the question that I'm, I'm, I'm like begging of people that have any sort of contact with these politicians, bureaucrats and so forth that are county judges that are making these sort of laws what are we looking for? Give us some benchmarks. You know, like what? Yeah. It, that's why I'm like I'm not even willing to like go. Until, until, I mean, Abbott. I mean, the, the mandate says until we have uh, some sort of like a vaccine that, that we're going to continue to fight these things. And you never, go, who says well, that'll come? When did the flu go away? When did when did the right. co- COVID the coronavirus? And the right. CDC announced that if you are positive for a common cold, you will likely show yes, positive true. for well, this because, because this SARS two COVID SARS two this this is a coronavirus. And I think what's what's really important. A lot of people don't talk about 
is the molecular, the molecular components of what we're talking about here. You know, when you're talking about a, a, te a test, right, this is something I think called like a reverse transcriptase uh, polymerase chain reaction. It's just this, this test, right, where you're essentially reversing some code to find a certain marker and to see if somebody has it. Well, considering the fact that there's a lot of duplications and similarities between many different viruses, the accuracy rate, we've never even spoken about this publicly. What's the accuracy rate? What studies have been done to see if this test, which, by the way, this test, there's many different ones that have been developed. There's been a race to continue to develop faster and faster tests. Some take three days, 24 hours. What's really going on here? Um, I'll tell you this. From working in a lab for multiple years, this specific test does have an error rate. And I'll tell you on top of this, Unfortunately, a lot of these uh, lab technicians and individuals that are conducting these tests are not always that well-trained, and they're not always uh, that good <laughs> at actually reading tests. And there's things where it's like there's a certain error margin where you read it, and you just go, well, I guess that's positive. And there can be pressure, depending on where your funding is for your lab, Absolutely. depending on what, what's going on. I mean, you have some of these, some of these labs that probably have been uh, transformed into COVID testing labs where... How, why would they change into a COVID testing lab if they already had decent funding and research? Mm. You're going to get labs that are pressured to push out whoever's funding them. And I don't think it's just the government funding them. These are different groups and interests and interests that are pushing this. And so it really is scary. So one lab might have a certain threshold go, well, if it's this amount of, of similarity in the code, then it's COVID. But that's why we're finding out that whatever that threshold is, is not enough to even delineate it from a common cold, we don't even know if it can be. Mm -hmm. And so when you start seeing these, if average person d doesn't hear this, but you just go, this isn't science. This is faux. This is faux science. This is there's no truth here. And they say, well, trust the scientists. Yes. Trust this. I go, hold up. My background is in science. Your background is working, you know, in Walgreens and God bless you for that. But you're telling me to trust science. I do. And I look at the science and it's not there's no consensus. Mm. And, and we're making laws that are destroying our country. You know who's laughing? China's laughing. Well, their economy grows, ours shrinks. And it, it's so weird, the same people that for once hated bar big corporations, who, who, who talked about this individual of, of being progressive and having rights and these things, this idea of my body, my choice, are suddenly becoming these, these, uh, these mini tyrants. Mm -hmm. And they support, they support every, uh, every single move of the government in these corporations. Yeah. And the weirdest part to me, this is where actually I'm not very Republican, is the, the way corporations are backing this, big corporations, you're going, because they're the ones benefiting. Yeah, they're making billions, they're growing, while the rest of small businesses are shutting down. In the end, who wins from this? It's the government and big business. And ultimately, that's the sad part, because I don't just care about business, I care about Americans working. I don't just care about law and order, I care about people ruling the government. And right now, America is not a free country. Mm. All right, well, we've got uh, much, much more to come. Stay tuned. All right, as much as we'd like to keep talking about that because I keep going off over the breaks, I guess we'll get into something else. So uh, President Trump gave a speech at Mount Rushmore over the weekend. Um, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you caught highlights at least, at the very least. Um, oh, why are you laughing? Just this whole, I, do, I can't believe we're going to get into this. This is just like, <laughs> this is a fun one. It, uh, okay. I'm so happy, by the way, because I'm so sick of talking about black and white people in COVID-19. It's like, 
at this point, man. Give me some. Yeah, yeah, give me something new. This one was, that's why I like the story. Yes, yeah, no. So uh, President Trump, of course, was blasted by the mainstream media for giving a very dark and divisive speech. Uh, here is just a little bit of what President Trump had to say on July 4th. In our schools, our newsrooms, even our corporate boardrooms, there is a new far-left fascism that demands absolute allegiance. If you do not speak its language, perform its rituals, recite its mantras, and follow its commandments, then you will be censored, banished, blacklisted, persecuted, and punished. It's not going to happen to us. Make no mistake, this left-wing cultural revolution is designed to overthrow the American Revolution. Uh, he spent a lot of his speech uh, talking about basically like anarchists who are dividing us, tearing things down, rioting, looting should not like we shouldn't stand for that. We should all be united against that. Somehow that's dark and divisive, which The New York Times actually called the speech. They said that it cast Trump's, quote, struggling effort to win a second term as a battle against a new far left fascism seeking to wipe out the nation's values and history. And The Washington Post reported that Trump delivered a dark speech ahead of Independence Day in which he sought to exploit the nation's racial and social divisions. Uh, I didn't see that. In the speech, I get, maybe I missed it. Maybe the, it went to commercial break on my TV, and that was when he really got into like the super racist stuff. But I seemed to miss that part, Elijah. Yeah, I, I think there was this uh, video that I watched from um, AJ Plus Al Jazeera, right? Al Jazeera uh, Extremism Light. But they um, they were going in this video. They go, well, you know, when you accuse a white person of racism. And, and they get defensive. That's normal for them to get defensive and you have to be prepared for that. And I go, wait a second. So you're saying that when you just go up to somebody and that you accuse them of something terrible, that they might defend themselves? That's how the world works. <laughs> right. And you're surprised and think it's like weird, like you prepare yourself when the world works the way it does and when people are just honest, like, dude, I'm not a racist person. That's what happened here with like Trump. It's like, it's like, well, Trump said things that divided the world. No, the world is divided. Mm -hmm. He's shedding light on who's dividing it, being honest and real about this is what's going on. It's going, we are really shocked that Trump would say these things. It's like, well, you can't just burn down the country absolutely take over almost every major institution, demonize half of, of the people who live here, and then be shocked that the president, who, by the way, that's his primary constituency, even though I know he's the president of the whole country, the people who got him into office are the ones that are the targets. Him shedding light on it, on a speech, on Independence Day? I mean, are you really shocked that when someone says I'm not racist or defends himself, are you shocked that the president would shed light on an enemies within our country? These people are, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to give any credit to McCarthy. But but, hey, man. but I, I don't want to give any credit to McCarthy on hey. air, but I'm going to say I, I don't want to. But we've been warned about Marxists. We've been warned about communists for a long time. And sometimes we've been taught that, you know, in school, I, I wonder the demonization of taught about McCarthy was crazy about Marxists and that, hey, this is was a bad era in our history when he was afraid about Marxism rising up in our country. Well, I don't know everything about him because I was given a far left education that smeared him. <laughs> but I'll say that maybe he was onto something. 
Yeah. Um, Eric, I want to get your thoughts on that, but I want to play really quickly uh, a CNN clip. Yes, of, I love this one. Yeah, of uh, they're just they're <laughs> describing the moment at Mount Rushmore. Here's what they have to say. Kicking off the Independence Day weekend, President Trump will be at uh, Mount Rushmore, where he'll be standing in front of a monument of two slave owners and on land wrestled away from Native Americans, told that uh, be focusing on the effort to, quote, tear down our country's history. Eric, surely that is how you always see Mount Rushmore. I don't know anybody that's ever had an issue with Mount Rushmore like that until now. But it's like that with all the other symbols like Aunt Jemima as well. Mm-hmm. That Well, it's like that with July 4th period. I mean, we saw tweets from Colin Kaepernick from what? 2011. Yeah, when Obama was president, where he was like, happy July 4th, everyone. Yeah. Now, now, and now all of a sudden. Now it's cool. Now yeah. it's cool to be the, you know, to tear things. That's tearing down Frederick Douglass, um, <laughs> who was a former slave um, and a great Yikes. black thinker. What is and context? They, and they're, and they're, they probably, Lord knows, they probably didn't know Frederick Douglass was. No. Uh, probably thought he was just some white man because it was a statue. He has a name, <laughs> and that's that racism. Yeah, he, His name's Frederick Douglass, <laughs> as if, like, <laughs> Black people don't have just normal Western American names. Yeah, like. exactly. But no, like it, it's people are going out of their way to look to be offended by something. And that's just where we're at with this entire country. This is why people are going out of their way to derail statues and, and, and symbols on, on syrup bottles and all kinds of things um, as such. But the interesting thing that Trump said, and which I, is absolutely true, is that there is a a he called it he called it a leftist form of fascism. I think to me that's that's double speak. Yeah. You, don't have, you don't have to say it's redundant. The, yeah, it's redundant. Yeah. It's most of us perfect word um, for it. I'm actually glad he used that term because that's generally a term they associate with them. I say this all the time. I've always hate. I think your political spectrum and economic spectrum is completely useless if you place communism on one side and fascism on the other side. It's completely ahistorical when you consider the folks like uh, the Giovanni Gentiles and the uh, Mussolini who actually was a Marxist. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, Go! Don't take my word for anything, America. Go look it up. Um, I did a, a almost hour-long video breaking all of that stuff down. So it should be on the same side, but for whatever reason, we put them on the opposite ends. But he's totally correct in that that sort of ideology is in everything from the corporate entities, especially the school boards. Um, and yes, it's a complete. It's like you don't if you don't get some sort of allegiance. And you deviate from that, they will blacklist you. They will speak oh, bad about you're you. You're not allowed to they, say the word oh, blacklist. Sure. Oh, yes, right. Twitter came up with some new rules. We can't it? say that. I forget what the term was that they want. Twitter engineering. They said you can't say whitelist white or blacklist. You can't say that anymore. I forget what the actual term was <laughs> that they wanted to say. But I'm black, so I get to say blacklist. <laughs> and they want us to. They want to blacklist everybody. Uh, that's a real thing. Uh, we deal with that with the music industry. Uh, I've talked about this on the show in terms of the things that we've had Gosh, to deal you with. Know, you saw Jimmy John's. I think it was Jimmy John's. The the employee made a noose out of dough, which, by the way, is like, and they fired him for racism for like he hung himself, and it was like I think he said that he he was doing this based off of like Western movies that had nothing not a racist person, yes. but now they've said that a noose itself is a sign of white supremacy, which means you can't even put it in a movie now, even though. 
people have been getting hung for mm. thousands of years. Yeah, no, it, none of this makes sense. Like, it, it's just, that's with everything else. Dough nooses. Dough nooses. <laughs> okay. You get fired from making yeah. sandwiches. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Like, they, they demand allegiance. That is completely true. He is not correct. I don't care who you are. Nobody can sit up here and look post-George Floyd as an example. You cannot sit up here and look how every single corporate entity that you could possibly think of ended up siding with this hack organization um, and uh, you can't sit up there and see that and then be like, oh, well, that's not that's not happening. No, this is absolutely happening. This is this is a real thing. They are on your side. It's funny because you act like they're the ones marginalizing you and all of this other. No, they're on your side. So it's completely correct. I don't care if you are a leftist. You have to admit that nobody that's been paying attention for the last uh, month for really longer than that. But especially for the last month, can sit up here and say, well, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just speaking and uh, being dramatic that they're there's not this like leftist sort of ideology in everything and they're using it to censor blacklist and so forth. We dealt with this. This is a reality. And I think they just hate the fact that he's just putting shedding light on it. And I'm not even defending Trump because I'm not a Trump fan. What he said was just a fact. It's just what it is. Eric's like, you guys make me defend him exactly. and I don't want to. <laughs> All right, we've got more to come back in a minute. <laughs> All right. Uh, we talked about California earlier, Elijah. I know you uh, you hail from there and you referenced that they have now banned singing in church. But um, they were also Californians, apparently very defiant over Fourth of July weekend. Uh, let's watch the Los Angeles fireworks. Now, I'm told that this is legit. I didn't. I didn't. If we could play this while we're. Yeah. I, I didn't. Um, I didn't retweet it. I didn't. No, this post is one hundred percent legit. I my, know, my, I, but I didn't. My dad's I thought, house is, is on is on a hill, and we would watch the whole city. Like I this. thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was fake. No. I thought it was fake because I thought, oh my gosh, there's no way that that many people in California were told they were not allowed to gather and shoot off fireworks, and they they did anyway. There was a ban on Fourth of July celebrations, and this is how. California, of all places, responded. Elijah, does that surprise you? No, you know, and I, I want to, I want to make this the most uh, non-discriminatory, discriminatory, discriminatory uh, <laughs> phrase. Is that you know, like Mexicans get a lot of crap from people, like even like, and the and the and the left says, oh, like the right doesn't like you and this and that. But actually, the Hispanic community is so right-wing; it's yeah. insane. And and Hispanic sometimes more right-wing than they know. No, but that's what I'm going to say. Is yeah. that actually in LA, white neighborhoods, like in West LA, get mad at the Hispanic neighborhoods because they're always lighting off fireworks. <laughs> and the one thing that I love about every time the left says, well, Hispanic people need to vote Democrat, 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 I go every. This is, uh, seems discriminatory, but Hispanic people love celebrating 4th of July, actually. They love the independence. They're not this Mexican national group of people that, you know, deserve to vote left. Actually, the Hispanic people, they just want to work. Usually, they're hard workers in those communities. They care about family, about morals and traditions. And by gosh, they will light off the most fireworks ever. And they're also not giving into the mandates. Mm -hmm. They're continuing to work. When does the Hispanic community ever care about illegally working? You know, it's like, it's like they, they continue to work. They even continue to go to, go, go to their jobs. They continue to, even when there was risks, they would go into houses. They would uh, do construction. They would uh, be lawyers, everything. They don't care because that community cares about freedom and liberty and the values that matter the most. And so when you see Los Angeles lighting up, I go, Governor, you don't even, you're so out of touch with the, with California. Yeah. As much as like people try to make like the right wing go, oh, you don't like Hispanic people. 
I gotta say, they've been some of the best mother effers in 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 in, you know, in Los Angeles. I'm not even joking. It's the white communities that have been all subservient and bowing down and doing whatever. You go into the black neighborhoods, go into the Hispanic neighborhoods in California, in Southern California. There's no social distancing. There's no mandates. Those people are living life as normal, and that's not racist. Check it out for yourself. I've lived there. I live there. It is the exact same way it's always been. Yeah, Eric. Yeah, no, I think that seriously, if we are going to get on the other side of this, I genuinely believe that there's going to have to be some massive form of social, like uh, civil disobedience. Yeah. And I'm, yes, I'm being dead yes. serious. I would never go around and tell people to do something that they're not comfortable with, like go break orders or break laws. But I do believe that once people start doing that and telling those guys to go screw themselves, that's when stuff starts to you know, change. We're getting to a point to where they are holding your country hostage mm-hmm. is what it's, what it's doing for an arbitrary amount of time for arbitrary reasons, nobody knows, they can't even give you an answer. I do like to see stuff like that, but in general, definitely when it comes to working and things of that nature, I think that we're going to need those massive forms of civil disobedience to get us on the other side of this, because as long as they feel as if, definitely the status, feel as if they can continue to do this and we're just gonna bend over and take it, they're going to continue to, to do that. And again, they're holding your country hostage. So I, I've, I've long said that I wouldn't, incur- I wouldn't go tell you to do that. Me, it but. is what it is. But <laughs> on a serious note, but if, there, if, if you wanna get on, I'm not saying it, telling you to do anything irrational, I'm saying go live your life. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you to go out your way and do it. I'm saying genuinely or generally, if you were going to do this, go do it. Right. If you were gonna open up a business, uh, or you have a business, go go do it. And they can't get get us all. And I think once that starts happening and you get a bunch of people actually doing that and living that, then we'll start to see some changes when it comes to this craziness and as far as the ma- mandates, forcing people out of work and all of that stuff. So civil disobedience is good and nobody gets generally hurt over that if people do that and want to assume whatever risk that they want to assume. I like that because um, I was talking to someone very close to me uh, last week and they were talking, they've never believed in wearing masks. And they were talking about, well, you know, I I was wearing a mask at the grocery store. Well, you know, I got to protect other people. And I was like, well, but we've talked about this. Since when do you believe that that protects other people? And then finally they said, Okay, well, I mean, I guess it's just peer pressure. Yeah, that's exactly and I'm like, what it is. That's exactly what it is. So if you can just let go of the peer pressure, think about how many other people will follow. Because yeah. every time someone sees someone else, they'll and they've already gone, I don't really believe in this, but I'm just going to do it because everyone else is doing it. I don't want to get screamed out of a store. Yeah. Imagine how much courage you will give the next person. There you go. To do that, if that's what they truly believe in. Yeah. Well, when I was in when I was in Cali uh, last week. Had a good uh, instance, so I was walking into a uh, delicious burger place, which is not a sponsor of the show, but I think they have one here called Grub Burger. Amazing, and um, there's this guy sitting there with his kids, and yeah, and he and he says, "Hey, why aren't you wearing a mask? Put on a mask. I don't want to catch COVID." And I said, "Dude." You're eating in public without a mask. <laughs> I said if you, I said if you don't want to catch COVID, then just don't. Don't go, go out. out. Don't go out. And he goes, well, uh, you, you're putting my, my safety in danger. And I said, you're putting my safety in danger. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's really what it is. And then it, it de-escalated, and it was just like, stupid. That's all. That's all people are afraid of is some guy yeah. getting mad at you. It's like. How hard is it just to say F off? (laughs) Sorry. Well, it's not hard for us at the table, apparently. (laughs) All right, back in a minute. It is is a hard thing to relate to, though, because I I don't have a problem. No, that's what I was saying.
All right, Friday's poll with Jeffrey Epstein's longtime confidant, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, being captured by the FBI. Will we finally get answers as to who else was involved in one of history's most notorious sex trafficking rings? You guys are so cynical. 72% of you said no. We're not going to get answers. 28% of you said yes. Really, really quickly, what, what do you guys think? I don't think either of you, you weren't here. I don't think either of you were here. Are we, are we ever going to get answers with who was involved with Jeffrey Epstein? No, well, you go law enforcement. I'm, I don't mean to be one of those weird movie guys, but it's like some of these people indicted, they are the law. Like I, uh, mm. we've seen this as tyranny is more, is more powerful than the people. There are some people out there that are going to be indicted in this that it's like too many people would go down. It could destabilize the country, I think, even the world, if we saw who was really involved in this. Mm, Eric? Uh, I don't think so. She might get suicided before she, before she even gets a chance to That's what say, I'm wondering. say something. Yeah, well, where, where she's being protected. I don't know. I, I can understand why people say no, though, for sure. Yeah. All right, today's poll. Who is more divisive, the media, President Trump, or the Democrats? I feel like, again, there's some redundancy here. The media and the Democrats is kind of the same True. answer. I think the left. It should just say the left. Like hey, that includes mainstream media. Yeah, yeah. What do you? Yeah, think, I would Eric? say I would. I would lean towards media because they they're the ones with the power. They're, despite what they they give the platform to the to the Democrats. Yeah, you know that's I mean? true. So they, if they, they weren't they didn't exist, they wouldn't have a megaphone. So. Yeah. All right. Let us know what you think. You can go to the Blazes Twitter. That is of course at the Blaze. Don't forget to check out Slightly Offensive with Elijah Schaefer on Blaze TV and YouTube host Young Rippa. Yep. That's me. I just felt like I got. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.